you take a look at what's going on in Canadian music right now, and we've always got, you know, some artists that break through internationally and stuff. And for whatever reason, that's important to us as Canadians, right? It makes a difference. But um, you take a look at where we are in terms of pop music right now with people like Drake and The Weeknd and Justin Bieber. I mean, the list goes on. We've got some of the biggest acts on earth right now uh, hailing from Canada. But like I say, we've got a long, rich history of wonderful, wonderful Canadian artists. And speaking of iconic Canadian music, it's fitting that today we have Murray Foster with us. Murray is the bass player for Great Big C, and I'm delighted he found time to join us this morning. Murray, thanks so much for being here. Great to be here. Thank you. You know, I got to say, I was surprised when I was going through some of your background. You guys never won a Juno. Like, you won every East Coast Music Award in existence for years and years and years, but you never won a Juno. That blows me away. Yeah, it was it was a thing. It was sort of a talking point of the band. Um, I, I think, you know, us and April Wine are the two big uh, Canadian bands who never <laughs> got the Juno. And it just it, it defies uh, defies reason, I think. I think it does, too. I think it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Are you a Juno? I mean, how closely do you watch these? And I always wonder, as an artist, how important are those kinds of awards? Massively important. Absolutely. Okay. And, and maybe even more so now in the uh, age of streaming. Uh, in which, uh, you know, it, there's so much content being put up every day. I think there are 60,000 songs uploaded to Spotify every day. And so uh, Juno really cuts through that, you know, it, it really stands out and it says, okay, here's a notable artist. So I think more than ever, the Junos are really important. Um, as far as your, your performing career, I mean, Great Big C sort of wrapped it up a while back, right? But I mean, you, you had Moxie Fruvis, you're, you're constantly on the go. I mean, it, it, but you transitioned to sort of education, right? Yeah, I've been, I started the Toronto Songwriting School about 10 years ago, and I've been teaching at Seneca College here in Toronto for about eight years as well. So yeah, I've sort of transitioned uh, to songwriting instruction, teaching songwriting for the last few years. Uh, yeah, and that, that has sort of led to the uh, Songwriting for Wellness program that we've just unveiled. Which is very, very cool. And um, when you talk about songwriting for wellness, just give us an example of what we're talking, because basically it's, I mean... It, when you think of songwriting or any sort of artistic expression, that's a lot of what it is, right? It's, it's dealing with, I guess, trauma, if you want to call it that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, music is sort of this uh, secret door uh, to the heart, right? And I think we all we all feel that, right? We cannot, we can, you know, be driving down the highway and hear a song and three minutes later, we're like crying in our car, you know? Mm. Um, and so music has that power to kind of access our emotions and kind of get in behind our logical minds. And so uh, in terms of songwriting for wellness, um, you know, it's, it was a fair, it's been a fairly new idea for Toronto Songwriting School to sort of launch this program. Uh, and uh, we sort of realized over the last couple of years that we were in this position to use uh, songwriting as a way of acting emotions, and especially post-pandemic, when there's so many people carrying trauma, carrying grief, grief, so many frontline workers who, you know, not only had to sort of deal with the pandemic, but deal with the effects of the pandemic, right? And so songwriting turns out to be a, a great way to kind of access those feelings that people who are in these jobs have to kind of suppress just to make it through the day, right? They can't be going to a broom closet and crying right. like on, on their shift, right? So songwriting provides a way for them to kind of access those, like open that door and access those emotions and start the, the healing process, basically. Um, 
How does it work? Because I imagine in some cases you're you're dealing with people with like zero musical experience, right? I mean, it, it's not something they've ever done before. So how do you go about getting them started in the process of songwriting? Well, we start with some lyric writing on some, you know, fun topics like, you know, write a song about a dog or something like that. And, and that sort of, you know, everyone can sort of write a few lyrics about that. And we, you know, put them in groups and they, they have fun with that. And then after a few courses, I'm sorry, after a few classes, we um, we sort of get into the you know the, the topic more directly, and so we'll have them you know write a list of words about their job, right? What comes to mind when you think about your job? And they and the, so we have this list of words, and we all start talking about them, and then we start talking about the major major themes in these words. Like what are what would be a message that we would want to sort of convey out of this out of these words? What would be our sort of thesis? What would be our sort of chorus of the song? And from that, we sort of develop the chorus and then the verses. And once we have a sort of a rough lyric, then I take it away and write the music to it, and that's the song. Incredible. How many, I mean, how many groups have you worked with? How many songs have you produced? How long has this been going on? We did a pilot project last fall in Coburg um, with some frontline workers uh, in a transition house, which is a, a shelter for people who are underhoused. Um, and then, uh, you know, throughout my career over the last 10 years, I've been, you know, one of the things I've realized over the last 10 years doing this is that, uh, you know, unwittingly, initially, I am sort of a, a facilitator in these in these classes, even yeah. if they're not about grief. You know, I've had many experiences where, you know, at the end of a at the end of a song, at the end of an hour, the entire class is crying, right, um, and processing things. I've given out song prompts, you know. In a cheeky way, sometimes, I mean, back, you know, before I knew better, I would give out these song, song prompts, like, write a song with death in the backstory or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, you know, they're going to write something about, like, the Wild West or, you know, some Irish murder ballad. And then some will come with the song, and, they'll, and they won't make it through the first verse. They'll start crying. And they'll say, my husband passed away last year, and I'm still I'm still dealing with it, right? And so that made me realize that, that, I was in a position that was more than just sort of an educator or like an entertainer. I was sort of in charge of uh, sort of facilitating these emotions as well. And so that sort of led into this thinking about that songwriting could be a tool for this, this kind of healing and dealing with trauma. I don't think there's any doubt that it could be for sure. I'm wondering, uh, that kind of reaction that you got saying, you know, my husband died a year ago and I'm still processing it. Like you say, a lot of people in the room immediately are overcome with emotion and they're crying. What what about long term? I mean, it, it's 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 songwriting for wellness. It's about healing. So have you had a chance to revisit it two months, six months, a year down the road and see what kind of an effect it's had? You know, I mean, there, there are a few people who have been like longtime students who are now friends of mine who say, you know, the the first songwriting course I took six years ago was a real turning point. You know, I mean, a lot of people certainly, you know, it, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, when they can take a class for the first time, because they're sort of in this transition point in their in their lives, and they're looking for some kind of outlet. Um, so I have, I know quite a few people who say that that was, that starting to take these songwriting courses was a real turning point in terms of turning around just their, their life and their, their emotions and, and processing whatever they're going through. And what's the music like? I mean, the old saying, right? Great art comes from great pain. So um, are these people really tapping into some, some themes and, and producing some tremendous art? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like I have, we did, we did a, a getaway, a songwriter getaway last summer with about 15 songwriters in Ontario. And I 
probably cried nine times or 12 times in four days or something like that, just because everyone was really bringing some really private stuff. Right. So, uh, so it was, so, you know, and it was my job to kind of give them feedback on these songs. So I had to go, I had to go from person to person and just absorb this sadness of their songs. Right. So, uh, so yeah, it, it can be very, you know, it's incredibly personal. It's also, I would say, you know, circling back to our the start of our conversation in terms of there being so much content on Spotify, for example, these are songs, the songs that I hear are songs that you'll never hear on the radio, right? right? They're too private. They're too personal. They're too, they're too hardcore in terms of their emotions. Um, but I get to hear them and I feel really lucky. You know, um, I can't remember the last song on the radio that made me cry, but right. you know, last summer I heard 10 songs, each of which made me cry. Right. So I'm, I'm, lucky to be exposed to the stuff that is that is so raw and so real that that most people don't get access to because it, it'll never be on the radio you know you talk i mean this is all taking place in ontario obviously that's where you are is it something that could expand i mean could you like have workshops could you have, i mean is this something that you see getting bigger and spreading across the country maybe yeah i mean that's that's the vision i mean the uh you know i'm in toronto the the pilot project we did last fall was in coburg and so it happened over zoom um, for the last class, I drove out there and, and sort of met them. And sang, we sang the song together, which was a powerful moment as well. Uh, but yeah, the vision is, you know, across Canada, across North America, ultimately. Amazing. It's a very interesting story. Uh, Murray, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. That's Murray Foster, who is, uh, as you heard, running this songwriting school, um, songwriting for wellness. It's been expanded to uh, played bass for uh, Great Big C. He was in Moxie Fruvis. Um, he's been in the art scene for a very, very long time.